What's up, everybody? Welcome to Checkpoint, a video game podcast, episode 19. My name is Tyler Hall, and as always, I'm joined by the world's largest truck stop himself, Iowa's own Matt Drobot. What's up, Tyler? Oh, you know, just living the dream in this Seattle suburb. Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> I'll bleep that out. Whatever. Fucking <laughs> Living my the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Honolulu, Hawaii. I'll just fucking put that audio over my voice and my face. Saying, I don't think we're famous enough. Nobody's going to. I mean, Kenmore's a large. Whatever. Uh, no, how are you doing? Doing good. Yeah. Been a good week. Yeah. You've been uh, playing video games. You've been hiking. I've been playing video games. I did go outside. I touched Jeez. grass. I know. It's crazy. And his video game opinions got a lot less harsh. He went outside, he touched a tree, and he realized maybe developers aren't the devil. No, bro. I went outside and I was like, man, this is what they were trying to make it look like? Never mind. It looks like shit. Holy crap. <laughs> you saw, what? That's what fucking, light and water looks like? That's what Actually, they're trying I don't to think make they did GTA a good job. I actually don't think they did a good job. No, trash. No, just trash. Um, it all looks digital. <laughs> it feels like a made-up world almost. It like doesn't seem real. Yeah. But... Um, uh. Yeah, you went hiking. How was that? It was nice. Beautiful. You know, got outside. Not a lot that five joints in a hike can't fix. You know what I mean? You smoked five joints in the hike. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I smoked like three quarters of one because oh, the fam <laughs> family was on the summit. Three so it kind of took away my moment. Yeah, the, but fuck the families trying to get outside and have a nice bonding moment with their children. And I should have yeah, waited until Monday. smoke sesh. Yeah, well, that's what it's there for, right? I, that I is chose literally to go the out only that purpose day. of hikes. And so, is see, to... this is why I don't like multiplayer games. People always coming in on your own storylines. I'm trying to appreciate oh, this I was, viewpoint. I was trying to follow the thread. And oh, I, yeah. I was like doing the touching grass thing again, you know. But what? No, it was nice. And then uh, <laughs> lots of cool stuff. Well, I've been playing uh, Writer's Republic. And oh. then hopped back into God of War a little bit. Oh, that one little indie game, God of War. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. I've never heard of it. Could you explain what it's about, what it is? No, I'm going to talk about Riders Republic a little bit, though, because their new season. The Dave Mira came DLC. It came out. God Save the Queen. You did that joke. Didn't land last. Oh, it? It. You know, you would know if you gave me the USB drive, but it definitely did land the last yeah, time. I would if you showed up at the apartment in those three days at all, except when I'm not here strategically. I've been, I can't believe you didn't track me down to my girlfriend's house. 100%. Get me the USB. Feels disrespectful. What are you doing? I know your schedule. I know your schedule doesn't change, but I'm going to make sure I'm not here any of the times I know you're here. It's almost like... It's a physical device and we live in the same apartment. You could just leave it on a table. Well, I didn't know that was an option. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? You misplace stuff and just put shit everywhere. If I just put a USB somewhere, you would just lose it. I don't trust you with that. 100%. No, I'm not just going to leave it somewhere. Notice the statement there. I don't trust. That sounds like a you problem. No, it's a you problem for not building enough trust. Why aren't you doing actions to increase your trust? Why is it my job to lower my standards for you? It's not. Your trust just isn't valuable. Oh. 
No, it is, honestly. It is valuable. Whatever. Whatever, man. We'll fucking... Whatever. How's the, the, how's the fucking Dave Mirror DLC, Ben? <laughs> Jesus Christ. How's the fucking Dave Mirror? I didn't know we were having a roommate meeting on the fucking Jesus podcast. Christ. But if we're going to do it, we're going to do Good it. content from four. <laughs> I don't like that I've been able to hear you crying from your bedroom. All right, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. It's not good. That's from my bathroom, so it's really louder than I anticipated. I Sounds like all, you're putting on an opera show. I thought like all the, the indie emo music, the Midwest emo music was drowning it out, but I think that's amplifying it, actually. Well, you're singing along to it, and your voice is cracking as you're doing so. So I, I, I would wait till I go through puberty. No, but they did a great job with it. Obviously, um... You know, the BMX career didn't, like, fundamentally change the game. Um, but they did do a good job adding something that we've been asking for. Uh, you know, new tricks. Um, and they added new areas to do, which have been a lot of fun. And then also, um, some of the bikes you unlock um, are bikes that pros actually ride, which are cool. Um, that they, like, name it after them and stuff like that. And it's always cool to see bikes of people that you like watch do some of this stuff they did give my homie dave mira a bike right i don't think so <laughs> they only did live people <laughs> you know what what have you been playing um i've been playing god of war as well that little indie game by uh, santa of? monica studio yeah well i i forgot i forgot I, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to the title card. Oh, but so it's not a good game. You would agree because you forgot that you... Oh, it's a miserable piss-poor game. <laughs> it's a terrible showcase of, like... I mean, the art is d disgusting. The fucking... It's so bloody. Like, why do, why do games feel the need to continue to up the ante when it comes to gore and just disgusting... There's a child, and you just ripped a jaw off of a werewolf. Are you like you just shoved an axe through the mouth of an ogre whom whose territory you just intruded yeah, upon? Whose home you walked into? Yeah, this is fully a, a, a case of eminent domain. Stand your ground. That's what I'm exactly. saying. Exactly, and 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 Kratos is just out here fucking shit up. Always making excuses. Right, yeah, yeah. This is just a disgusting game. I don't think anybody should play it. I heard it's got a fucking sequel coming oh, out. You mean DLC? Yeah, I heard they're basically just reusing all the same animations. And so, no, fucking stay very far away from anything that this has anything to do with this franchise. No, uh, it's one of the best games. I fucking, it's my second time playing the game, like, fully through. It's incredible. It's, the combat is awesome. It's, it's Dark Souls enough in that it feels super engaging, but it's, it's arcadey enough in that it doesn't feel just grinding and terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. Like, you do have to slow down and, like, notice patterns and, like, know what enemy you're gonna go up against, but it's also, like, yeah, I'm just spamming light, you know, light attack throwing things into the air to just right you know combo stun and stuff like that like <laughs> yeah and you get these runic attacks which really just make the game feel awesome like i love the fucking especially once you get the blades you know what i'm saying and you can just like whip the axe at somebody and then fucking just go into a fucking chain you know a chain link you know just combo. i'm excited i've not unlocked them yet but yeah it's fucking 
It's because I really enjoy. I have um. I just unlocked a new area. I blew on the horn. Some water lowered. Oh, okay. And then, but I've mostly been hanging around um the Lake of the Nine Realms doing favors uh for people, and then back to Freya's yet or. Um, no, she's still mad. So that area is locked off. But mad about what? Something in the story. Because you bring uh, Ymir there, or Mamir. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she like spits in his face and stuff for story reasons. And then, because yeah, I was cause... trying to go back through to get to the wild wood to clear it, because I was trying to clear a lot of stuff or just like clear out stuff. But obviously, I have a lot yet to unlock because there was a lot of stuff I was unable to interact or break down with to progress with my current mechanics so like those little green balls i don't know what the fuck those are about they're very frustrating oh do you want to know what they are yeah is it like a puzzle is it just a magic thing you go to uh once you unlock the blades when you before you go to hell when you're in hell the blades allow you like like the axe freezes things the blades allow you to harness wind or the winds of hell Uh, and then they'll all spin up you get like 10 you can you attack you you know, use an R1 attack to like pull the wind into the blades and the blades can hold it for like 10 seconds. So you then you got to find another conduit to hold it for a second. Then you pull it back out and so, eh, it's fine. Yeah. I just obviously have not unlocked that yet. So, right, right, right. Um, kind of stopped some of that progress, man, really it's very Metroidvania in that, that way yeah. where it's just like kind of layering. Yeah, you so go, you go back to a lot of areas with new equipment in order to progress. Man, some of the dialogues and just moments are like, like I just did um, a favor, some dead guy, he was a captain and he's like, oh no, my crew is, you know, like my crew sank and now they're, you know, like hollow men or whatever. And it's like, will you help them pass on? And you just go and fight some things. Uh, but all the while, um, there's just this discussion of like responsibility and how scary it is. You know, and Atreus is like, wow, I can't believe so many men like would come out here Follow like this, this is scary and he's like yeah he earned their loyalty yeah and stuff like that and then he's like like are you afraid and he's like what he's like of the responsibility and atreus is like whoa like i don't know like maybe and it was like man it was really cool because then like kratos usually doesn't like doing things and like the end of that he's like oh we should go talk to the guy and atreus is like oh really and he's like yeah, I think he's a good example for you to like learn responsibility and see how important it is to like how you choose to lead men. And he's like, oh, I didn't like get that. It was just like fantastic little moment. And it was just like, uh, you know, a side thing. And it was just dialogue yeah, as it was that happening. A lot you know? of people don't even. Well, I hope they pay attention. The game does kind of draw you into those moments. Um, but just like not needed. Like you definitely can probably cruise well, through that game for sure. That is one thing that does make it difficult, though, is the remembering of where things are. I mean, I've been following a guide to get the collectibles. The map does actually have, it at least tells you uh, how many of everything is I don't know how to follow the treasure maps, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. I find them by accident. I'm going to be honest. I'm running around, and then a little circle prompt will come up. and then you're supposed to follow them to get treasure. No, no, no. I know. I find the treasures on accident. Like oh, one, oh, oh. Because I'll just be running through an area and it'll just be like circle. I'll be like haunt and it'll be like epic talisman. And I'll be like, what the fuck? And Atreus will be like, whoa, the map did work. And I was like, yes. Yes, yes it did. I followed totally. it. Totally. To a T. Good job. 
What fantastic hints. PlayStation's got a great, great first party. I'm going to be honest. Santa Monica oh. Studios knocked that fucking and, shit out of the park. Dude, and on the PC uh, remake or not remake? Or just remaster. Remaster. Or re- just release. Just fantastic. Yeah. The uh, PS5 update too. so good. It, man, fantastic. Watching the gameplay for, they showed for Game Informer some Svartvelheim gameplay, that dwarf yeah. uh, world that is inaccessible in, in original the original game. And it's just, it looks so good. It just looks immaculate. I'm so excited. I don't think I've been this excited for a game since... No, cyberpunk probably. <laughs> Ooh, definitely probably won't go that way though. No, 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 no. But also, that's exactly what I would have said about Bethesda before Fallout 76. And it's what I would have said about CD Projekt yeah, Red before Bethesda Cyberpunk. Didn't develop or like Bethesda Softworks didn't really develop Fallout 76 initially. They really kind of just yeah, they handed off and didn't their, hand it off. Well. It's kind of like it's kind of like Infinity Ward or whoever develops Call of Duty getting the credit for something like Warzone when in reality it's Raven that's yeah. developing that, you know, game mode and everything to do with that. <clears throat> you know, very true. Apparently Todd Howard would like come in every couple of weeks and be like, no, this all has to be changed. And, and then we'd be like, well, these are like main features of the game. And he'd be like, yeah, change it. It's like, oh. That's hard when, yeah, you get them Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing when you have a team, you're all in the building and you're communicating a little different yes. than showing up every couple of weeks and being like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you're constantly communicating. Uh, but no, uh, anything else? Oh, The Last of Us Part 1. Uh, that shit is so fucking good. I think I think we talked about it last week, but I can't remember. Um, a little bit. Did we? It's just, it's just, I, I keep getting deeper and deeper into the game and it's wild how just like this kind of graphical upgrade compels me to play the story that I still remember uh, more so than just like, I beat The Last of Us 1 and I never really replayed it again, like getting very far. I, I kept getting to about the same spot where Joel and Ellie kind of get together right at the beginning of the game and I never really progressed past then, um, just replaying the game. Just because it's a it's a story game, and I don't really replay, you know, I don't replay Uncharted. I don't replay, you know, I play that game once. I don't replay Call of Duty campaigns for the most part, you know. Oftentimes, I'll reminisce about how much fun I had, and then re-download a Call of Duty campaign and be like, oh, I remember this beat by beat. And like, I, I'm not really interested <laughs> oh, in doing this again, <laughs> you know. And it's always been the same thing for The Last of Us, going back and trying to play the remaster. And and whatnot. And but it's awesome to go back and the game feels like it's a PS5 game. Like it doesn't feel like it's a the game plays pretty similarly. It's just got a lot of the animations and, and bells and whistles that you expect from a PlayStation 5 game. And the, and the fucking 3D audio is something to behold. Like it's wild having a headset on and and just kind of like you can hear like the dank basement, you know, around you just kind of emanating that kind of like, it feels like it's breathing out. You know what I'm saying? When you're in like a basement like that, that's just like wet and just kind of just musky and dark and just freaky and there's water dripping. And then you just kind of go around a corner and you can hear, you know, tiny, tiny footsteps of like a a clicker or something just kind of like mumbling around over here. And then you hear the shriek and you're like, 
you know, it's just little situations like that, that like thing, having things like 3d audio and, and upgrades that modern consoles allow you just really enhances. And that game really takes advantage of, um, stories the same. They added the left behind DLC. I haven't started that yet. I have played that already. So it's a good story. I mean, it just tells you what kind of, how Ellie got to where she was before the fireflies after a certain point, like during everything going on. Cause I think she was born during the the outbreak or whatever, but um, no, it's a, it's a great game. I don't, again, I don't know if I said this last week or not, but the fucking proposition, I hate that everybody's talking about value, you know, is $70 worth it. It's like, I don't fucking know, man. Is a $20 Fortnite skin worth it? Is a fucking $3,000 NFT worth it? Is any of this shit worth it? Is paying, is paying, you know, six grand for a fucking first edition Charizard with foil, like, you know, probably more than six grand worth it. And it's all up to you, you know, like, yeah, what's a what's a bottle of water in the desert worth? You yeah, know? exactly. Play the game if you want to play the game. Don't play the game if you don't want to play the game. Pay less, wait for a sale if you want to pay less and wait for a sale. That's just really it's on you. It's not on naughty. You don't gotta go be like, how dare they trying to gouge? No, at this point, it's your choice to buy the game or not buy the game. How dare they charge you again for the game? Like that you played the game already. You can go play. There's a point Colin Moriarty made on the latest Sacred Symbols is you can go play The Last of Us for free right now if you have PlayStation Plus for free, whatever. But most people have PS5, I'm assuming, have PlayStation Plus because it's on the essential uh, PlayStation Plus collection. Like you have that with the lowest tier of PlayStation Plus. You can play the base game of Unchar- or of uh, The Last of Us. Like why? Like so... This a fully is a choice. They're not holding yeah. a gun to your head. They're not playing. You, you can't buy the game anymore. You know, like, no, play the game if you want to play the game. And I would say it's a great game. It's, it just reminds of why The Last of Us is one of the best games of all time. That's all to say about that. Um, oh, Fortnite. Fortnite just launched a new season. It's whack. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's covered in chrome. Which What's I don't the, know like, what that theme? means. Is it Everything's, just chrome? Yeah, like this it looks like this like freaky plant mermaid looking lady, like a lady that looks like the mermaid from the God of War Ragnarok trailer that they just released, but like something to do with plants. It looks like instead of but being a mermaid. Chrome? But then yeah, like everything's getting eaten by chrome. All I know is Brie Larson is in it. <laughs> Rahul Kohli is in it. Uh, he plays a character, I guess flame for a head how do they like play that story out like do they or is it just like these are the skins you get as you go through the battle pass i'm sure you would know if you paid attention and cared i don't typically care or pay any attention (sighs) but i think uh typically i think how it is is through the season like at the beginning of the season they'll release like a a cut scene that kind of like sets up the new story delete like you know moves on from the old comes in with the new sets it up and then um throughout the 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 season the world will then change uh, uh, in certain ways and i guess the more like i think they tell it through quests and stuff like that like and you can probably find audio logs and whatnot um to kind of really but i don't uh I fucking I just go play the game like it's wild <laughs> how much content Fortnite actually has like if you go into the creation like 
community created mode. I just play the battle royale. I'll just go in, I'll play solo or I'll play duos. And that's literally it. No build. <laughs> I don't play build. Just play no build. And I'll just play that same loop over and over and over and over and over again. And because of the battle pass and because of just trying to get to level 100 just for fun, it's like in that tense white knuckle gameplay when there's four people left, you know, you've got seven kills on the match, but this one, four people left, fucking, you know, just you're like, no, those kills. Man. Am I going to make it out? Taylor handed me the controller with four people left last night and was like, finish it for me. I was like, fuck, <sighs> how are you going to put me in an immediately stressful situation? I took the dub, but it's probably, I figured it was probably because her pool of people that they pull, if they do skill based is probably a little lower because <laughs> she just, especially because she just got her PS5 and starting from zero. Oh, but we'll see. I mean, we won't, but whatever. Um, there's a lot of stuff to get into today. Uh, there's a lot of wild. And when I say wild, I mean wild leaks out of Rockstar. Um, a lot of updates from Call of Duty, Cyberpunk, somehow still making the news. Fuck, I thought that like game was going to be cycle, DOA. Like a cyber cycle just keeps crawling at you. Hopefully. You don't want it to, but it keeps it's, coming. It's coming for sure. It's, it is what it is, I guess. Good for them to not release a shit game and then just let it tank their life. <laughs> like somebody looking at you, Bioware, <laughs> these motherfucks. Um, no, but we got some questions. First episode with questions. Woo woo. Um, little nasty thirty six writes into questions at checkpointpodcast.com. Shout out to little nasty, and says. Will PC conquer the video game world eventually? Why or why not? Matt, you play on PC. I don't really play on PC at the I moment. Do. But I mean, I feel like I kind of play on PC because consoles that was are be basically my just yeah. PCs. But what, uh, what do you have to say about this as a primary PC gamer? I mean, I think it depends what you mean by PC. Because um, yeah, like, like you're Steam saying, count? Um, well, just like, you know, the consoles are just getting more and more PC like, like, and at what, and getting more and more like accessibility to other things, you know? Yeah. At a certain point, if, you know, you can already play mouse and keyboard with a lot of them, like, what makes it not just a pre made PC for $500? I've been trying to figure it out. Or more are you more just saying, like, like 10 games and it's really upsetting because <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm not even Call of Duty. Nah. But, um, I mean, maybe. I think if you're looking at just, like, PCs will just always be on top because there's just going to always be better hardware. And when you're building your own PC or you're buying, you know, the best technology, that's just not stuff that can fit in a compact pre-made box for people, you know, like, with style. And especially for that kind of affordability, it's like people are dropping you know, three times as much on a graphics card than, you know, people drop on a console, you know? That is true. And you definitely get significantly different benefits with it, you know? I just but think no one's ever going to animate on a console. At the end of the day, you know, though, it's if like, you're playing a lot of games on PC that are also on console, you are kind of tethered to what that machine yeah, very can much. do, right? So it's like, 
Yeah, they like, always hold back the at some stats point, of yeah, what at you some can point do. You're getting diminished returns because these things exist. So um, it's like, I mean, which is a good thing that the they're PS4 going up. getting games now. It's kind of like PC players have been dealing with that for forever. Oh, yeah. You know, like so. I don't know. I, I, I yeah. P, I mean, components are getting more and more shared. You know, they're getting more and more. Similar. No, for sure. But it's just like if you see how big and chunky my graphics card is, it's like, and with the heat and stuff, it's like, you, you're just not going to be able, like you can put really kind of comparable stuff in a console. It's just going to be, you know, a lot more expensive, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think the goal of consoles is to make gaming accessible to people. For sure. Yeah. And so I think if you mean like PC will stay the top performer, hands down whether we'll see more people playing on pc than console i don't think so because i think consoles offer more not just the accessibility to gaming at a lower point but just that you can like play games with each other right like for us to play a game on my pc together we either have to go into my room which is kind of weird like you just have to like sit on my bed. Like it's just not set up yeah, for someone like else to be experience. Yeah, observing it's and playing personal. that. You're hunched over your desk. But like a console, you can put in a living room and it can serve that kind of media purpose. And you could build a PC right there. for the purpose of being in there, but or have you're this, not. Yeah. Uh, what NVIDIA Shield or whatever. Yeah, but it just like a streaming stick at a certain point, I think consoles are more competing with that of can you take over being the operating system in the living room? Like, yeah, be the can you also center. be the Netflix machine, you know, and do that kind of well? Um, and so I think you're always just going to see more consoles and households because of that. Cause it's, I just can't believe Netflix used to come on a disc for streaming. That's <laughs> I had a Netflix disc for my PlayStation three and now I, I just, put it in so you there's can. a whole media tab on my PlayStation five. Dude, there's button on remotes. That's true. Think about that. You think Blockbuster has to pick up a remote every day and look at Netflix? No, Hulu, because Blockbuster's YouTube. Dead. They did close the last one. It was in Oregon. Yeah. I watched that documentary. Really I didn't good. watch the documentary because I could give a fuck. I'm a sucker for a good documentary. No, you could have just stopped after sucker. <laughs> well, I wanted to specify what topic of sucker this I was time? at this particular moment. Okay. I'll give you that. I will give you that. But uh, on the same topic, um, Hales de Hammer also writes in. This is a later. This is just later in the thing, but I figured okay. that was a good kind of related segue. Um, she says, "What direction are the next generations of consoles going in?" Uh, I felt like uh, consoles would get smaller as they progress, but I feel like this generation of consoles are bigger than they've ever been, which is true. I feel. Yes. Uh, I mean, the Xbox One was massive. I felt like, but. The PlayStation Five is oh, it's a big boy, ginormous, and it's it's funny how the marketing really makes the Xbox Series X the big square, you know, or I guess it's a rectangle, but like look yeah. fat, and it makes it look like it's a similar size to the PlayStation Five. But if you see them side by side, the PlayStation Five is significantly taller, like by three inches at least, and oh, like yeah. definitely deeper than the the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> you bet your ass it is. <laughs> um, no, then the Xbox Series X. And I mean, if you want a small console, the Xbox Series S is fucking tiny. Yeah. It's like the size of my laptop, just thicker, you know, like 
I'm pretty sure it was smaller, to be honest with you. That shit fit in my pocket. (laughs) I got to throw that shit in my backpack. No problem. PS5, I got to like try to stretch that shit out like it's fucking... (laughs) <laughs> and we're gonna keep going um but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we got it doesn't fit it's basically the moral of this only right? expect them to get bigger or maybe say the same size. say about the same size i just think because like, i think the first iteration of every generation will be bigger or the same size but i think you'll be able to eventually throughout the generation figure out how to make them smaller probably maybe um, I guess we didn't just see with that with these the components PS4. right now, like the big, not the biggest thing, but it's like, I feel like heat's a really massive problem. And like, where in a PC case, you have lots of space to, you know, either move air if you have a good case or, you know, water, however you're choosing to cool, where when we're putting them in these really tiny boxes for them to get small, like you're just going to get hotter or you're going to have that like PS4 just like, jet engine turn on when like the fans the come PlayStation on five is noticeably quieter and it's because you know it's bigger and it's got those great fans and there's well, a good and you got to sacrifice too when you too open it when up you're trying yeah. to shrink it that's why the series s specifically can be so small because it's not trying to be powerful it's no. just trying to bare minimum those games i will say maybe we see consoles become smaller as cloud gaming becomes bigger and as oh no it just depresses me that that's probably going to be more the future than just like, like yeah well i mean natively on their consoles yeah instead of you having to have that hardware is it you buying well i mean even xbox we talked about on a previous episode they want to be in tvs you know yeah and it's like you could if to your goal is only to access to make that more viable yeah by making them servers well when uh kojima's like hey i want to do a cloud game with you you're like what do you need how many servers no they don't need to buy it they're plebeians (laughs) (laughs) they don't matter we'll get you what you need but yeah i think as long as the hardware needs to be in there with just how powerful and how the power hungry these components are um i think they're gonna either have to be bigger or stay the same size and you're only gonna see them come down with that cloud gaming or it's like what you want you know you can get a nintendo switch that shit portable you just can't play every game on it or any games well at a high quality i don't know man that animal crossing be looking yeah because it's it's a nintendo game but what i mean is you can't play like control you can't play control Control has to be cloud stream because yeah. the Nintendo Switch has no power. <laughs> and it's, nah, it's what you're building for. But all the Resident Evil games coming out on the Switch, cloud streamed. I mean, yeah. Wait, why make people pay for the hardware? Especially with chip shortages. You have to pay for the hardware. You, just, you still have to pay the, for the games. Yeah, you just don't. Well, you're not paying for the hardware in the console and that initial price, you know? Switch is still like $300, $400. No, yeah. And think how much more expensive. Yeah, you now are almost doubling that price for the Steam Deck a is... Sony or for the PlayStation or for the Xbox. You know? Like, yeah, you pay double for most things, you know. Wait, what the X the PlayStation is only like a hundred dollars more than the Switch. Isn't the PlayStation five hundred dollars? Yeah, if the Switch is four hundred dollars. Didn't you say the play 
The Switch was just $300? The regular Switch is $300. The OLED Switch is $400. I said it's like three four hundred dollars <laughs> to $300. I yeah. did not say $2,300. I said $3,400. I, I, I got the receipts. I was like, play the clip. Switch is still like $300, $400. Let's get into the news. What is going on? Um. Yeah, Deathloop. Your favorite game. Oh, yeah. That you never played. Uh, Coming to Game Pass. Predictable. Well, yeah, you just bought them. I didn't just buy it. I bought it right when it came out. No, I meant Microsoft buying. Oh, oh. Bethesda. They bought them like three years ago. Well, you, they had to wait for the exclusivity, though. A year exclusivity is almost a year to the date. Yeah. Since Deathloop came out. Um, but Deathloop is coming to Game Pass on September 20th, along with the Golden Loop update, which comes to all platforms. According to Video Games Chronicle, the update will introduce a new weapon, fresh enemies and upgrades, an extended ending, as well as, well <laughs> as cross-platform multiplayer, giving players plenty of reason to revisit the island of Black Reef. Um, I got a little bit of mixed feelings about an update like this. Because it's like, on one hand, I understand wanting to give players a reason to revisit, and it's kind of along the lines of DLC, and of course it's coming to Xbox, so if people played it on PlayStation, you want to give them a reason to play it on uh, Game Pass as well. However, I don't know, I just feel like, you know, putting new enemies in there and new upgrades and extending the ending to make it different or, or whatever in some way May, changing the ending to a thing that if somebody just bought your game and supported you right off the bat, they didn't get to experience, you know, I feel like is a little, well, it's the golden update free. It is free. Yeah. If you only game, it's updated, but I just, I don't know. It's like what? Well, I mean, I think if any game, just how it's built fits this, I think death loop does really well with like, like, yeah, the ending is just like spoilers for death loop. Like after you kill them all and then you go up and, don't spoil Deathloop for me. You haven't beat it? You haven't beat it. <laughs> you didn't look it up because you were looking. No, why would I look it up if I'm playing if I enjoy the game? I just haven't beaten it yet. I think it's because I watched a ton of speedruns of it. Mm -hmm. It's a great game. No, please don't spoil it. Because I don't know what happens. I've somehow managed so to. So then why do you care? And it says extended ending. So I don't know. That it just might mean I, I'm not adds... really speaking from my perspective. Oh, because yeah, yeah. I, I'm, no, because I guess what made me want to ask this question is because I was like, oh, oh, I'm happy I didn't beat the game because they've added this content. And if I would have beaten the game, I would have kind of been not upset necessarily that I missed it, but more like, ah, now I feel like I didn't get the complete experience, even though I bought this day one. I mean, maybe. And People could, you know, have a right, for sure have a right to feel that way. I think that says about how you play games, though. And I think Deathloop, like, the point is re-looping, right? And so I think the ending isn't always the goal, like Last of Us, where, or anything really story-driven, where it's like you get to the end and you're like, oh, yeah, it's like you get to the end and you're like, cool. Like, maybe I can redo it and do it better, you know? Um, yeah, maybe. And so I think just adding more missions or changing it up. So if you did beat it, you now feel like you can replay it because they're adding um, not just new weapons, but, you know, changing enemies. And then, I mean, extending the ending is 
just vague, but it could just mean, you know, more missions or ways to do things, you know, which, you know, I don't think detracts from anyone's original, shouldn't, you know, in my opinion, detract from anyone's like original experience. Like you still got it and got it like that, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, that makes sense. What's like, how is it different from like anything that people play and they update and it's like, you know, I can't believe I got this experience. Like, I don't know. I feel like in some, in some ways it's um, like you're adding content on the end and then there's another way in which you're just changing the content that already exists. So it's, I, I don't know. Maybe it's something that in my head, oh, it's overthinking it, but it just uh, had me questioning. So I wanted to bring it up, but you make good points. I think you make solid, solid points. Um, in more important news, though, and something we all care about, uh, One Piece Odyssey has a release date, and it's not this year like originally planned. The game will come to all consoles and PC on January 11th, 2023. It says 2022 right here because I'm an idiot, but I meant to write 2023. Are you <laughs> stoked Oh, for this... RPG. I don't know if it's a JRPG or just a regular, like more Western style RPG. It's probably an action JRPG, if I had to guess, because it's probably developed in Japan. But uh, are you at fucking stoked? Oh, yeah, bro. For this goddamn game. Straw hats for life. Monkey I'm really not D. picking Luffy. up. I'm really not picking up an excitement um, in your in your tone here. I'm going to need you to pick it. it up a notch. <laughs> All right. I yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched any One Piece. I haven't really experienced any of their content. So definitely the second, at least the second best of the big three. You know the OGs. Yeah, because you really Naruto's the worst. Anime wise, Uh, I think it's pretty objective. Anime wise, we're not talking shit, but shit, shit, Padin. I'm just kidding. That one's a good one. Uh, but that one has a lot less filler. Which, Bro, your favorite is Bleach, which people most consistently leave out of the big three. What else would be in the big three other than... They put Dragon Ball in there all the time. How would... Oh, that's from a different era. That doesn't yeah, even make any sense. because they're idiots and they don't okay. understand. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when people are miscommunicating. So now you're you validating the big dumb three, people's opinions. That's what it sounds like. No, I'm not. I'm devalidating your opinion on calling Naruto bad because you watch one that is consistently... You know what? As I explained it, it really took the steam out of my sails. Yeah, you didn't have no sails to steam anyway, so let's fucking giggity up. One Piece Odyssey coming January 11th. We're all excited. Don't let Matt's monotone voice fool you. Uh, Resident Evil 4 now. Dude, you haven't even finished One Piece. Resident Evil 4 is coming to PlayStation 4 as well as current generation consoles still coming next March though uh, I think everybody was disappointed by this news <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we had all hoped that we had moved on 
I thought so. I thought we had taken that son of a bitch out back and shot it in the fucking head. Didn't Sony say they were forward focused and they were like, we're not really going to go back and. They did say we believe in generations. Which they meant by we believe that games belong on one console and then you move on to the next console. (laughs) Um, Why that changed? I'm not sure. Uh, Probably, yeah, probably financial gains because they realized they weren't going to be able to put as many PlayStation 5s out there on the market as they possibly could. And so they decided to default to putting games on the second highest selling console of all time, which is the PlayStation 4. Uh, Could I think that, yeah, because it passed PlayStation 2, so it's the second. Could be the third, but I'm pretty sure it's the second. Because the Wii... Nothing will ever top the Wii. Uh, somehow a console with no good games managed to... Yeah, just the Wii Sports it that came with it. It was literally just the packet. People only bought that shit because they saw motherfuckers bowling with their arms. And they were like, that's the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life. I need to get me one of yeah, those. Yeah, bro, it felt like we were on the carousel of progress in Disney World. What's that? Bro, I know that's your favorite ride. Don't you fucking <laughs> don't gaslight uh, me like that. Yeah, is, I know a you're pretty... a good carousel of progress, man. <laughs> don't. And grandma's playing the fucking Starship game. Dude, it's a good one. That was one. the future we lived in for a brief moment with the Wii. Yeah, 100%. Dude, I got my grandparents were playing. We got my grandparents a Wii and Wii Fit. Oh, Wii Fit was a classic. Best thing to come from Wii Fit was them getting to be in Super Smash Brothers. We fit trainer, yeah, because that's hilarious. Yeah, it is pretty dumb. Oh yeah, have you ever done it? You get to do like the yoga pose. That's but I guess no more dumb than putting like Mister Game and Watch in that shit. Like, who the fuck? Oh, I'm about to flip some bacon in there. One of his moves. I've played Smash. Thank you. I knew Wasn't that. Sure. No, I knew. Fucking no, Christ. but like when you attack, hey. Diablo Four has leaked forty minutes of footage. And it looks like more Diablo. It looks like Diablo. Uh, thankfully, though, somehow, kind of like a premonition, Lil Nasty 36 wrote in. Big feature on this episode, Lil Nasty 36, and also Hails to Hammer. We're probably going to get a few more questions from the both of them, to be honest with you. But Lil Nasty 36 writes in. Remember, you can write in to at questions at checkpointpodcast.com. Um, in what ways... Could Blizzard make Diablo 4 better than its predecessors? Um, and I personally, while I don't have a lot of experience with Diablo, I played a decent amount of co-op Diablo 3 with aforementioned Lil Nasty 36. We played quite a lot of Diablo 3 together. Might have been some bongs involved. Might have been some blunts involved. Might have been a couple of joints involved. Might have been just a lot of weed going around, but it was a very entertaining time. It's a great couch co-op game, which we have a question about later on. Actually, I did not plan that segue, but that's a good one. That's a fucking good one, man. We're on a we're operating on a high level here. We're a good show. It's better when you don't stop the transition. Shut to the pat fuck yourself up. on you the back the about the up. transition. You shut the fuck. You know who does transitions well? This guy. You know it. Um, <laughs> no transition. 
Oh my fuck! Uh, no, Lil, uh, uh, Lil Nasty. I think uh, every time you say that, I think you're going to say Lil Nas X. And I'm always <laughs> like, what the fuck did you play with Lil Nas X? <laughs> yeah, well, if you saw Andrew, you'd think it was Lil Nas X because <laughs> he's definitely black. Um, but he, I, th- I think the thing that they can do to just not ruin the game. Uh, and uh, make it significantly worse than its predecessors because both Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 are pretty highly regarded games. Um, Diablo 3 launched with a few issues, but we won't talk about that. We'll pretend like it's a perfect game. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so for Diablo 4, I think what they can really do is just not ruin it with games as a service bullshit, uh, like battle passes and, and, and shit like that. Like, But I think... I think they'll probably try to find some way to incorporate a bunch of nonsensical monetization. But um, I think what they're doing, a lot of it seems pretty promising. It seems like what they've said is it's going to be a more open world. It's going to be a bigger world. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of enemy variety, a lot of dungeons, a lot of different, you know, big story. So it it just looks like more Diablo, which is not a bad thing. You know, we said that as a joke right at the beginning of this, but it's not a bad thing. No. Um, so I'm excited for it. What I'm really not excited for is the potential of the only thing that they're talking about, about the Activision Blizzard deal is keeping Call of Duty on PlayStation. And if we, if I lose Diablo, because yeah, the motherfuckers decided that. to make that first per, or party exclusive, make it an exclusive to the Xbox Series X or Series S or whatever. Fine, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I'm upset. Dang, really, it's suck. a Game Pass exclusive because Game Pass will come to PlayStation and that's a, that's a that's an opinion I see more and more on random people I've never met before's accounts, and I want to say that you didn't hear it first because I definitely heard it from other people before I <laughs> talked about it myself. Because I remember I remember years ago Colin Moriarty talking about how they wanted to put I can't remember if it was either Master Chief Collection or Gears of War remastered or both on the PlayStation Four, which would have been insane. But I think part of this too comes from, you know, when the Epic Apple thing was happening, there were some leaked emails from PlayStation to uh, Epic about crossplay. And basically one of the people that was working at PlayStation at the time said, why the fuck do we need to put our games on Xbox? You know, or like, like allow our gamers to play with Xbox. We're doing just fine. Like that doesn't give us any boon. That only makes them, you know, that only gives them a boon. And I think Xbox probably took that personally. Cause it seems like they're really coming after a lot of shit, <laughs> you know, like it really, they even fucking, they even said, we're not done. Like, we're not fucking, well, I think they just in the changed middle their strategy, of a regulatory right? review. They just said, we could, we, we're looking at more. We're not done. There's there's more people we Be want to find about it. Don't act like you're like, oh yeah, of course. Except they're not upfront about. It. They're not upfront about it. They fucking lie. They say we're not doing this to take games away from gamers. We're doing this to make games more accessible, make games better. Blah 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 blah. And immediately, no, oh, this game's not coming there anymore. It's not good when anybody does it. So don't come at me with boom, PlayStation. No, it's not good when they do it either. I swear to God, if Square Enix gets bought by PlayStation, I'm gonna be pissed. Because that's stupid. It is stupid that Final Fantasy VII Remake hasn't come out on Xbox yet. Stupid. You wouldn't even let them buy it? What? By PlayStation? 
No, I think mergers and acquisitions never lead to a, they lead to a dearth of creativity almost inevitably. Not very it's true. not, you don't consolidate and get different, you know, you consolidate to double well, down yeah. and get the same, I don't know. To increase production. I don't know. It's an interesting state the games industry is in at the moment. I hope we can, I think what will happen is that indie games will just eventually become you know, people are starting to use the term triple I indie, uh, which means like high quality, you know, like yeah. something that's put out by Devolver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a published technically, but it's like, it's an indie game, you know, like indie, you know, yeah, whatever. But um, along the same lines of um, cross uh, co-ops, what's going co-op uh, hails the hammer writes in again. Again, we're going to probably have a few questions from these. Where did I put this? Oh, yeah, right here. Hales to Hammer writes in, why aren't there as many split-screen multiplayer games as there used to be? I put it at the end of the Call of Duty story because it was relevant, but then we talk about Diablo, and it's also relevant. Um, I think because a lot of times games, specifically in the last generation, were doing a lot to take up um, as much processing power of what they had as possible because, you know, there hasn't been a lot of processing power provided to uh, console based developers specifically, because if you look at them, they're locked the last generation at eight gigabytes of Ram, which is at the time was a lot for a console because you look at the PlayStation generation or PlayStation three generation. And they had like megabytes of Ram, you know, or like, like, I think it was just a few, like it was like a mobile phone level. <laughs> like, like it was tiny. And so like it, one, it's wild that people in the PlayStation three generation were able to get what they could out of it. But I think once PlayStation four generation came around, they really tried to push the envelope as much as they could. And oftentimes they came at the sacrifice of co-op and, and things oh, like yeah, that. hundred percent. I mean, look at halo infinite. They just cut development on, on, split screen co-op altogether. I mean, that was an announced feature, um, planned feature in a year into Yeah, and then the post hackers of, found it in the code and it well, worked fine and, and ran it. I don't know that it worked fine, but it, yeah, it ran it ran on the console, like on yeah, a base Xbox it it One. Well. Yeah, they were saying about they had some frame rate dips and there was there was a couple little minuscule issues, but nothing that couldn't didn't look like it couldn't be well, yeah. ironed out. But like, yeah, it's kind of just wild that the feature works and then they're just like, eh, we're not. But yeah, my guess is. But with Bonnie like Ross exiting saying. the studio and that getting canned, it just seems like things are not going in Halo's direction at the moment. Or at least Microsoft is planning a massive shakeup yeah. in that department because they can't. They can't possibly let their most recognizable IP like. No, don't is say there that. another? I'll say that they will let it burn. Just is there out another ignorance? Like, Microsoft IP though, an Xbox IP that is as nearly recognizable as oh, Halo no, though. No, nothing. It's is motherfucking Halo, and that shit is burning to the ground. No, yeah. Three releases that have been seven point fives at best. They're just letting it go. And especially in this ecosystem of live services and updating like that and just being so unable to compete against anybody. I mean, man, there are better battle passes on fucking shitty mobile games, you know. Call of Duty Mobile. That's about and that's just uh, really sad. And I think, yeah, I think hardware-wise, we just don't see that feature a lot because 
we make worlds really big and really realistic and try to have physics and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, it's hard to run the game twice. Yeah. You know, for a lot of things. Right. A hundred percent. And I think, um, although I will say certain games like Far Cry, although those aren't split screen, are they? No. Those are purely multiplayer co-op. Yeah, it's just co-op. Fuck. Borderlands. Borderlands does it. I think you'll see it. But that's a really stylized game. I think that just allows you to change how it's processing and stuff. Like, And with it being smaller Well, I'm just areas. giving like oh, options. Yeah. Like if you want couch co-op games that you can play. I mean, there are games like It Takes Two, Borderlands, all the sports games. <laughs> sports games would be dead if they didn't have oh, yeah. couch co-op. I mean, that's um, that's the only way. I don't play online. A way out. Outward. Outward. What's that? Um... It was like a survival RPG came out a couple years ago. I think it made it to console. And it's like a hardcore. Um, Outer Wilds? No, no, no. Outwards. I'm pretty sure. Not Outer Worlds. No, yeah. Outer correct. Wilds. No, no, no. Outwards. And I'm pretty sure that was all co-op. An open world fantasy role playing game developed by, yeah, published by Deep Silver, played in multiplayer. Oh yeah, but through locally through split screen. What? Oh, to look play with at the my god! Never played. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad on the inside. Oh, it's not just on the inside. You wear that shit on your sleeve. I know people ask me at work if I'm okay all the time. It's starting to get concerning. Is that real? Well, that's because Washington people are just like, because they worried that they pissed you off or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not actually for concern for you. It's concern for themselves because they're like, oh, does he now hate me? Oh, I think you dislike me. And it's like, Jesus Christ, get over yourself. Get over yourself, people. Speaking of getting over ourselves, the announced Gran Turismo movie has found one of its stars in Stranger Things, David Harbour. The movie is about a Gran Turismo player who ends up finding his way as a real professional race car driver. Reported by IGN's Jordan Sterani, Harbour will reportedly play the driver's mentor the movie... Wow, that didn't fucking... Uh, Harbour will reportedly play the driver's mentor, and the movie is currently planned to release on August 2023. I don't... That's why it's in the short write-up section. I don't really have much to say about this. I think it's a better concept than just being like, oh, it's a race car. Vroom, vroom. You know, kind of set up. I think it's cool that they're doing like, oh, he's a video game player that then somehow becomes a professional race car driver. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... I hope it goes fine. Uncharted got Tom Holland nominated for Best Actor. I think that did it or did they pay a lot of money i'm surprised that you're not questioning that tom holland got nominated for best actor i don't know i don't pay attention to the oscars anymore he didn't that would thank be god that would have been horrific you're like that's why i don't pay attention to the oscar so the dual sons the next free games from the epic store have been announced it's next batch of free to download game wait what <laughs> Did you see what I wrote here? 
the next the next free games from the Epic Store have has been announced. Hasn't announced its the, next no, yeah. batch of free to download. <laughs> the, next, the next the next free games from the Epic Store has announced its next batch of free to download games. <laughs> I think I had a stroke while I was writing that. No, the Epic Store has announced its next batch of free to download games. You can download the popular action survival game Ark Survival Evolved and Gloomhaven which apparently is already a real board game that exists in real life, which I didn't know until I was writing this. Uh, but it bills itself as a digital adaptation of an acclaimed board game mixing tactical RPG and dungeon crawling mechanics. You can download the games or at least add them to your library between September 22nd and September 29th. Any of those tickle your pickle? Not really. I'll probably download them, though. They're free. Okay. Yeah, I've never really been interested in Ark Survival Evolved. You know who played Ark Survival Evolved? Motherfucking Robbie. And so I can never play that game. It's I did. It looked really cool, but looked interesting. But that motherfucker so talked about it endlessly. Oh, God. Endlessly. I'm not cutting. He doesn't listen to this. And fuck that dude. Maybe I'll bleep it. Maybe. Or maybe well, I'll I'm put it at the it. clip. It. Yeah, you're gonna edit the podcast. It doesn't mean I'm gonna post your edit. And you'll never know because you'll never work up the courage to just listen to the podcast on the podcast platform of choice, of which you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, RSS feeds. See if you want to download the. I don't appreciate that you call my bluff every time. Well, at some point, I'm hoping you'll be like, actually, I did listen to it because I hope that this sort of reverse psychology. I think about it and I just forget. You don't forget. Yeah. Every time I'm like, man, wouldn't it be funny if I came back? Having listened to the last episode. God, we're Ragnarok is getting a special. <laughs> I just live with you. So it's what like being the in the fuck? podcast 24-7. See, that's unfortunately not true. Living with you is like being in a mental hospital 24-7. Well, I know living with me, but living with you is like being in the podcast. Because I can't talk. I don't talk about anything but video games. Is that what you're trying to say? No, you just always talk like you're talking to an audience and not a person. <laughs> Because you are there to listen to me, not to converse, but to just merely experience the magnificent presence that you're beholding in front of your eyes. You're right. I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is getting a special edition DualSense controller on September 27th. The first game theme DualSense, it features a blue and white color scheme. An iconography of a bear and wolf on the touchpad with some runic little yeah, sparkle cool. gym jam. You going to buy it? No. Fucking peasant. Neither am I. I might. I'll probably Shit. pre-order it on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Because then they don't charge you until they ship it. What? Pre-ordering it on Amazon. They just cancel it. Because like, then maybe, hopefully... I won't, but maybe hopefully by the time it releases, I won't be poor. I will be, but hopefully maybe by the time it <laughs> releases. Anyways. Yeah, what do you make of it? You think it's just cool? You think it's fine? I, I wish it was a little different, to be honest with you. I don't like the white. If I'm being straight up, I don't like the white. Um, It'd be go cooler if it had uh, other PlayStation accessories with it. I kind of think I'd prefer it if it was like Kratos' red and white instead of blue and white. I get that the game is like more wintry vibe, it seems like, but like in Norse mythology, but like Kratos got that red stripe and it'd be cool if you had that like 
That's true. That red. And then Kratos, he's got that ashy white skin. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think they're trying to go for Kratos and Atreus as the wolves, you know? And just that. What's well, a wolf and a bear? It's a wolf and a bear. Yeah. Atreus is the wolf. Well, yeah, because he's the bear. He's going to eat Kratos. the sun. Interested to see that game. Alana Pierce, I know she works for the studio, and so she's kind of supposed to sell the game in some way, but she doesn't really. But she did say, uh, it's surprising how little we know still, despite how much that trailer showed. She's like, you ain't seen nothing. And I was like, what? He literally fights He fights Thor at the end. Like, what do you mean we ain't seen nothing? You're telling me that's not the big bad? We get to kill Odin. Do I get to chop off his fucking head? Or does Odin kill Kratos? And that's why uh, Loki's a fucking trickster is because they killed his dad. Boy, oh, we might have stumbled upon. Probably not because they're pretty smart writers and they probably figured that would be telegraphable um, pretty early on. But whatever. Um, some deeper news um, to get into. <laughs> than just an hour and a half. <laughs> an hour. Flat. But there were seven pieces of quick news, and we kind of rambled there a little bit. That's fair. We did do some rambling. Matt always taking us off, po- us off topic. You know, let's stay on topic. Pour us up a little bit of that bourbon, not bourbon, Japanese whiskey there, bartender. How about you? Are you not going to do it? No. Do everything myself. Hard for me to fucking... With the wall behind me, I got no room because I'm fucking. You chose where to put us. Fat as hell. You could have. That's so much. Holy fuck. Two fingers, brother. That's not. Two fingers. Suntory whiskey, Toki. Buy now. Use code checkpoint at checkout to get. 0% off your purchase while supplies last. From where? Cheers, my friend. I gotta eat. Me too. I haven't eaten anything all day. Just Cheers to all you. Pour coffee. yourselves a drink and and relax. You know, we all deserve one. It's been a tough week. <laughs> Trump just got elected. It's <laughs> I gotta hurry up. I gotta call my mom. Why you gotta call your mom? It's Monday. Cause I have things to talk with my mom about. Not your fucking business. What me and my mom discuss. That means he's gonna ask for money. <laughs> All of us share. I don't just call my parents for money. No, you don't call them at all. You expect them to call you. <laughs> and then they're like, well, Matt, where are you? Are you going to call us? Um, okay, fine. Whatever. Matt's in a fucking hurry. Cyberpunk 2077 is seeing a comeback. According to Video Game Chronicles, Andy Robinson and reported by others across social media, Cyberpunk 2077 is seeing a massive resurgence following the recent release of of the Edgerunners update as well as the release of Cyberpunk Edgerunners anime. On Saturday, September 17th, the concurrent player base peaked at 50,000. 
and the game the game's highest since February. And in an update to VGA VGC's article, they reported that the game ended up reaching sixty eight thousand, making it the third most active single player game on Steam behind Rockstar's GTA Five and Amazon's Lost Ark. Pretty interesting redemption arc for a game that was pulled off of the PlayStation store for being so buggy at launch. What uh what do you make of it? Well, I think like anytime you make a new franchise, it's like getting people into that world and invested. You know, like people are invested in GTA cuz they're invested in the GTA universe other than it just being like a good game, you know. Uh-huh. Um and so I think the anime just super helped to make Night City feel like and so I think that then got people like, fuck yeah, I want to walk around in some neon streets, fucking packing some iron, soloing out there, mm. you know, hitting Pacifica, Santo Domingo, you know, rolling through. Because it's cool. I did play a lot of cyberpunk and it, I know that I recognize places they go. There'll be places that they walk by. And I'm like, bro, I know where that is in the city. Like, yeah, I've walked that. I know where you're at. Like, and that's cool. And. I downloaded it. I haven't gotten like into the world to investigate what the update 1.6 did. I'm just um, waiting for the and I DLC. Checked out. Yeah. I don't really feel compelled to get invested in an open world just to have to get de-invested by the time the DLC comes out just to try to reinvest myself. In oh, I'm always sucker for the world. So it was just like watching him go into but the But you dock. replay games constantly. I don't. Yeah. I you do. know, once I experience content, I'm like, oh, I get it. I know what's happening. Like, I don't fucking, the dialogue options don't change things nearly enough for it to be as. No, that's fair. Um, different. But no, I'm excited to be able to experience this. It's another thing along the lines of the death loop thing, though. They keep adding shit that makes me be like, oh, I don't need to play it right now. I can wait because no, yeah. it seems like they're going to continuously update the game and add different little things that aren't like two point. It's not like it's a two point oh update, right? Like it's yeah. just like a it's like just incremental updates. But as long as they keep doing that, it's like uh, with DLC around the corner, I just don't feel compelled to no, for sure. invest in a game that I feel like will be more complete as more time goes on. You know? No, and I really think they just pushed the update because Edge Runners was coming out. Oh, 100%. and they wanted the show and the content to Well, they're doing that masterfully though. They're really helping themselves with this transmedia push with Yeah, which um, I think is fantastic. Edge Runners and and the game lining up and, and launching the content and so I think they're really helping themselves out. Whether they can maintain the goodwill of the people after losing it so hard, like a, they were the fucking housing market in 2008, just crashing and burning. It was so I, I felt I kind of felt bad for them, even though it was themselves, it was their fault, you know. Like I remember they had, they just had so much goodwill that they just lost, like like it was nothing, like it never even existed. Well, it's just yeah, making that choice to stay on the older consoles just. Ate them in the ass because I mean, it you look ate at them the, in the ass. It, it, <laughs> that it sounds like a good ass. thing, though. Shit, I'd um, be making more mistakes if my mistakes got to eat my ass, you know. Pacific Drive uh, was one of the standout games at PlayStation's most recent state of play showcase, and uh, we definitely have more details. Blake Dove, communications and marketing specialist at developer Ironwood Studios, took to the PlayStation blog shortly after the showcase to shed light on the title, saying, quote, born from the rhythm of an engine, Pacific Drive is a run-based first-person driving survival game. As you explore the zone, your car is your lifeline. Scavenge resources to maintain and improve your car. As long as you keep it running, it will protect you from the surrounding dangers. In 1995, the United States government seized the... 1955. 
You said 95. In 1955, the United States government seized a region of the Pacific Northwest by eminent domain. That's relevant. We talked about that earlier. The Olympic Peninsula became the staging ground for promising new technologies, but these utopian creations came at a great cost. Severe radiation, environmental collapse, and supernatural horrors. The government walled off the area and established the Olympic exclusion zone. What happened inside was never disclosed. He continues on, quote, Rumors and stories about the zone run rampant, compelling you to go and explore its perimeter. Your plans go awry and you're now stuck inside. You don't know it yet, but the only way out is through. You find barely a barely running station wagon deep in the woods, miraculously unlocked and able to make the trip down the hill into the valley. Here you come across an abandoned auto shop, which becomes your base of operations, where you safely repair and improve your car between runs, do your best to survive, solve mysteries, and search for a way out, or become part of the ongoing legends of the zone. Structured as a road light, each trip from your a garage to the zone is full of strange anomalies and technologies and plenty of radiation. If you keep your car in good shape, you'll be safe to explore, scavenge for resources, and drive further into distinct biomes that offer more valuable rewards, also known as levels. Uh, the land shifts with every passing storm, making each journey a unique experience. Discovering new resources will allow you to outfit your vehicle with defenses, trick out your garage, and find more dangerous routes that bring you deeper and deeper into the zone. The game is set to release on PlayStation 5 in 2023. I think this game sounds cool. Yeah? I did think it was a VR game when it was first announced, because uh, it looked like a VR game. Just the way the movement was happening, and it was first person, you're getting behind a car, I was like, oh, cool, a first person VR driving survival game that sounds lit and they said it wasn't vr and i was kind of disappointed but you don't have a vr it's because playstation vr 2 isn't out yet that's true you'll be able to say that once it's out and i still don't have it <laughs> um but it looked cool it looked like a reason to buy a playstation vr headset you know what i'm saying like it yeah. looked like a cool like if it was a vr game it looked like a cool addition but whatever it still looks like a cool game i just uh I'm intrigued to see how the gameplay plays out. You know, just the rogue lights or road lights in this instance, I guess, supposedly, uh, are are either heavily hit or miss for me. You know, I'm either gotten by it or I'm not. Yeah, do you sync the loop or do you not? Like Something like Deathloop got me. You know, I really enjoyed that game when I was playing it. Something like Hades still hasn't quite hit for me yet. You know, like um, Death's Door. It got yeah. me for a while until something else came out and Cult I got distracted. Yeah, Cult of the Lamb has been good. I haven't beat that game yet, but I find myself falling off at indie games a lot more quickly than I would like to. I think I'm much more like entranced by the big shiny thing in the next AAA game. Or yeah, that can be you tough. Know, you know, but whatever. Uh, this game does look cool. I'm excited to see more as we get closer. GTA 6 is leaked with over 90 videos and screenshots posting online to the GTA forums by a user going by the name Teppo Tuber Hacker. I don't know if that's right or not. Containing footage of two supposed protagonists in various situations like robbing a diner and running around what looks to be an early build of Vice, early build of Vice City. Uh, the last Grand Theft Auto released in 2013 and Rockstar's last game, Red Dead Redemption 2, released in 2018 and suffered a little bit of leaks, though not nearly the same caliber itself um, a year before this footage was supposedly recorded the leaks are disappointing for rockstar a studio that is typically sealed tight but what could be potentially devastating is the reported leak of the gta 5 and 6 source code which the hacker is trying to sell or use to blackmail rockstar 
Uh, Rockstar has responded to the leak in a statement on Twitter saying, quote, Rockstar Games recently experienced a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from its systems, including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. Current Rockstar Games services are unaffected. We have already taken steps to isolate and contain this incident. Work on the game will continue as planned. At this time, Rockstar Games does not anticipate any disruption to its current services nor any long-term effect on its development timelines. As a result of this incident, uh, this is pretty wild. This is one of the biggest game leaks I've seen in a long time. And it seems to be because of a phishing incident in which the de- the developer's Slack channel got accessed by Damn. somebody pretending to be IT or something like that, which is wild. <laughs> um, it happened to anybody. But I just think it's a funny thing when people say that the game looks like an unfinished <laughs> game because it one the footage was from because it two is. years ago three years ago god damn 2019 was three years ago three motherfucking years ago holy shit i can't believe 2013 was nine years ago almost a decade we're getting old we're gonna die soon I think you need to slow it down with the whiskey. <laughs> Making you a little sad. I'm not sad about it. It just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Dude, you're like 25. That's a quarter. A quarter of a cup is only one is one fourth of a cup. Yeah. I, I, Four of them shits <laughs> equal one full cup. That's one full lifetime. No, this is wild. Don't fucking, don't break into companies and leak their creative perks. No. And then... To try and blackmail them with the source code, be like, or just be like, this. and then apparently, did you see the update where somebody apparently bought the code for like a hundred thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars or something like that, and it wasn't even the right scammer? That's hilarious. So somebody got scammed by a scammer pretending to be a scammer. They deserved it. I mean, yeah. unless it was Rockstar trying to buy their code back. Why would they do that? They wouldn't. I don't know, but this guy's about to be fucked. Yeah, nah. Rockstar has got too much money for you to be fucking with them like this. Has made me. Um, How dare you? What are you tired? Yeah. Um. That at least the general um response or the majority response has been like, "Oh wow, that looks really cool. I can't believe that was so far in development and stuff like that." I know, like the Twitter people are like. It doesn't look good. Yeah, but it's important to realize that that shit is not real world. But it's like, yeah, that's just people on the internet. Which is wild because 98% of our politics are based off of Twitter. Which is terrifying. You can't even tell. And not even like our politics, but I mean like political policy. Like actual And people pretend like that's real life. people take personally as grown-ass adults while operating our country are like, someone used their 140 characters meanly against me. I will just never understand taking like internet anything seriously. I don't know. You know, like that? I don't know. But yeah. But take a shot of that whiskey and get your shit together. That's gonna put me to sleep. Why are you falling asleep? You been doing drugs again? No, dude. I'm fucking hungry. I ain't you think are, I consume enough calories? What's to- for dinner? Maintain. What do we have? One of my Hello Freshes. What you're gonna have your bacon for your heart healthy diet? Ketogenic. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm on that ketogenic diet. Burns fat. 
But don't you eat bread? Yeah. <laughs> but, but keto bread. Sourdough. Well, it's bread we wrote keto on. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote with a Sharpie while I was at the store. And I, I wrote keto friendly. <laughs> and here we are. But uh, the game looks fantastic. I will say for footage that came out of 2019, this beautiful. It's a, a peek behind the curtain not to see or think we know what's really going to happen with GTA 6, but just to see game development and how crazy it is and how much it takes to make these games that we just see a fraction of. Well, we were talking about it while we were sitting on the couch watching the footage and it's like fucking the amount of effort that initially goes into the game really does go into making the main characters, you know, and just getting those perfected. Like the amount of footage that we saw that was just literally just redoing the same running stop and changing directions and just slight little tweaks into those character models that just changed it in each way. I mean, that was like Dan Hauser talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 and how they did each trailer like 70 different times in order to like get it right and it's like and then he was also like yeah but we don't have any idea how many different edits or like cuts the editors themselves made by themselves and i know just from doing this that like you know you just do shit random like over and over again just differently just to see how it works just for fun you know it's not even like something you recognize no, and you just like, get yeah, caught just up for in the it. chance that like yeah what if it looks good this way you know and that's what i I don't know. That's why the argument about crunch is so hard because it's like, how are you going to tell somebody that's working on a project that's really invested in it that doesn't want to leave the office? You're like, no, you have to leave the office because the fact that you're staying later makes other few people feel obligated for the fact that they I don't think anyone's mad with crunch because people who want to stay aren't no, being no, no. able to stay. No, I but think I think a lot of it gets conflated in conversation of like some people themselves feel like because other people are staying late that that then in turn means that they have to stay late. So a lot of the argument gets conflated to people talking about that kind of argument. And it's like, well, how are we supposed to regulate people who want to stay later, you know, and you then feeling put upon by this person's work ethic of them. And it's not even like it's a work ethic of them doing the bare minute they're just going above and beyond it's like you don't have to do that but like true but also like i mean i don't know how games are made or anything like that but like you're on a team setting and sometimes you going like one wheel going ahead leaves three others behind and that doesn't get the cart where you need it to go that gets one wheel down the hill and so when sure. everyone's trying to work on a project you staying and putting in four hours um, it can be great and it might reduce your workload, but it's like if you're building this game, you know, from the base up and it's like now I'm 16 hours behind you because I have a family and I need to go to home for, you know, five o'clock dinner and I have other responsibilities. Like that's not good for our team. Like if I'm just ending up hours behind you just because I do have other responsibilities. And then when it's like, oh, well, for your team, to reach where you need to be, it is me giving up the time to have to match this guy so I can put in another 20 hours so we can reach it. And so it's great that maybe, you know, one dude on the team or one, you know, person on the team is like, cool, I'm going to stay here late. Like, who cares? It's great if it's like, oh, I polished off our team thing. It got done. But if you're just barreling ahead, that's not always advantageous. You know, work doesn't always mean progress. It just means work. 
you know, you hope it means progress. That's true. And it's like, oh, cool. It's great. You just spent eight hours designing that, but actually we're doing a different thing. And if we had time to communicate, you know, it was happening. And so I think that's where crunch comes or. <laughs> got something he just got he got to fix it then you unplugged it plugged it back in to rip a fart (laughs) you just going and i was like i really got a fart this would be a hilarious bit i'm sorry oh i'm gonna cut it but i had to go for it did you you had to go for it bro we both cried laughing like what do you mean that'll that'll definitely be in the final cut Mark my words, because you'll be seeing this. And so you'll know that that made it into the final cut. Just a straight. I can't wait to play. <laughs> Just clip that. Dude, it sounded so wet. <laughs> I don't want to hear what it sounds like in the mic. Um, an important question that I'm supposed to answer is, why can't you beat Lil Nasty 36 at UFC? Why can't you? The world wants to know. Um. I would like to set the record straight and say that I exclusively beat Lil Nasty 36 at UFC. Uh, he has never beat me once. I'm currently 20 and 0. Do you have picks? Well, put up the records. It's got to be online, right? Um, we're not going to do that. Um, oh. we're gonna oh. we're we're gonna live in obscurities. We don't need. We trust. Speaking of trust in this podcast, we trust but verify. We trust. No, we just trust. Oh, okay. This is a Christian podcast. We have faith. You farted on Mike. Yeah, that was a that was the Lord. That was a, that was a Christian fart. <laughs> How do you not get it? How do you not get it? Fucking Christ. Well, that's all we have for today. It's probably for the better. Definitely <laughs> do you, for the do better. you have any closing thoughts? We almost recorded for two hours. Um, it's time to go mobile. It's time to go. <laughs> Uh no, but do you have any closing thoughts? Um, no. I don't. I think well, we said thanks. a lot. I don't have a lot left. Thanks. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. Those of you who have stuck around to this point, which is probably nobody at all. This is just going to be me listening to this. Still, what's up, Tyler? How you doing? What's, what's up? You looking Tyler beautiful Eddie? today. You looking beautiful. Um, thank you for joining us for episode nineteen. Um, thank you for your support. And remember at checkpointpodcast.com just $1 gets you the podcast early. And if $1 is too much, we understand. If you'd like to support us for free, the best way to do that is to share the episodes with your friends and review us on all of the podcast platforms available. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you never miss an upload. Please submit your comments, questions, and concerns to question at checkpointpodcast.com like Lil Nasty 36 and Hales the Hammer did. Um, the show also posts on Wednesdays on Spotify and Apple podcast services for free. We'll see you next week. See you. Bye. 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 Bye.